Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good evening, everyone. It is Monday, June the 20th, 2022. It is currently 9.48 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from Abilene, Texas, for kind of a special, do we call this a late night episode? Is 9.48 p.m. Central Time really late night? I, I guess some people would say that's late. I, I don't know. I, it's, it's, I, I guess you really can't call it early evening. Can you call it middle of the evening? I don't know. It's 9.48 p.m. Central Time here in West Texas. Yes, it's dark behind me and the window behind me outside. I should say it's dark outside the, and the window behind me. Is that the right way to put it? Who knows? There's all kinds of confusion. We don't know what we don't know what to call this. Okay, actually, there's really no confusion. Just having a little bit of fun. But it is uh, a, an unexpected episode this evening. And if you are tuning in live, thank you so very much. I greatly appreciate it. I hope you're willing. I hope you're willing to really listen. I, I hope you're really, really, really willing to listen and and, and not just react. Because we're going to be talking about something that immediately some of you are going to want to react to, but I want you to actually hear what I'm going to say because I'm going to approach this probably different than most would. I don't know how many will actually be talking about what we're going to be discussing. I don't know how many Christian podcasters or pastors or Christian websites will discuss it, but I'm probably going to approach it in a little bit of a different way, which which is typically what I do, which is hopefully why you listen to this podcast, is you're like, okay, I if I listen to all of those podcasts, I hear pretty much the same perspective, but he always offers at least something different, and maybe that makes us worthwhile. I don't know, but I try my very best. But I really need you to listen, because this is going to be one of those episodes where people are going to misunderstand what I am saying, then probably make accusations that are not accurate. So listen, please, I beg you, because I think this is a very important subject. Here's what was happening. I was downstairs in my study. I was watching two different things on television. I was watching one, going back to the other, kind of just watching that. I'd been listening to a little bit of music, music, two different television shows, just doing a number of different things, just enjoying a Monday evening. And then I started getting some messages. And all of the messages started something like this. Have you heard this song? Have you listened to this song? What do you think about this song? Check out this song. Have you heard about this song? Hey, this song is gaining some momentum on social media. Hey, have you have you discussed this? What do you think about it? What do you think about this song? This song, this song, this song. And I'm like, okay, 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 okay. Stop everything else. Go grab my iPad. Okay, plug, in the, uh, plug everything up to my stereo equipment. Grab the headphones. Hit play. Hit play. Okay. We could talk a little bit about the production. There's there's a part of the, the, there's something about the production of the song that I'm not necessarily a fan of. We won't get into it in my entire music analysis. But all of a sudden I realize, oh, okay. I can see why this is gaining a little bit, or why people are discussing it. I can see why people are emailing me. They're not emailing me to ask me, so what do you think about the music? What do you think of, no, they're wanting to me to, to respond to, what do you think about its message? What do you think about the lyrics to the song? We don't care about your opinion about the music. We want to know what you think about the lyrics 
or they wanted me to <laughs> turn on the microphone just to, to just so that I could walk into controversy. But I'm not here to walk in, into it from a controversial way. I really not. I'm going to try to look at this in a very, I, I, I think, a very biblical, theological way that is often overlooked in these discussions. So we're going to talk about the song. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to give you the name of the song. I'm going to give you the name of the artist. Now, if you are using Apple Music or Spotify, the lyrics are right there. So you can pull up the lyrics and, and go through them with me. I'm not just going to read all of the lyrics. Like sometimes what you do is you just read all of the lyrics. Then you go back and work your way through it. We're just going to work our way through it line by line. And I'm going to be offering my thoughts and perspective. Now, clearly, this song is not approaching this subject from what we would consider a historical, biblical perspective. It's approaching it from a different perspective. But I think in a roundabout way, I really want you to hear what I'm about to say. What everyone's going to see, when, when I think what everyone's going to hear when we go through the lyrics, they're going to be like, that's ungodly, that's unbiblical, that's not, the, that's not theologically sound, that's liberal, that's, that's heresy. They're going to immediately respond that way. But I think in a way, without this artist probably even attempting this, I don't even know if this artist actually realizes what they've done. I think in a roundabout way, they really describe the experience of everyone who claims to be a Christian. I think in some ways they're really describing the experience that we've all felt in some way, shape, or form. I know, no, I, I know that that's going to be the most radical way of approaching this. I know if I, if I gave this song to a hundred Christians, none of, I doubt one would go, wow, I think he's really describing my experience. No, no, no. We're going to be like, he's describing his experience and he is wrong. He is wrong. We may even breathe like that. <gasps> we may we may even take a deep breath. And he is wrong. Okay. We would get very excited and 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 probably start pointing the fingers. But 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 I want you to think of it. Is it possible that even not that he, that was his intention, but in some weird way he kind of describes something we've all we we all are way too familiar with. We just don't like to admit it. I know, I know you're going to reject the idea, but just at least consider this perspective. It's okay that you disagree because, well, you have a right to be wrong. I'm joking, but I, I really want you to hear this. So are you ready? I want you to think about this. Here we go. The name of the song is Holy Water by Noah Davis. Holy Water by Noah Davis. Now, I believe Noah Davis, I could be wrong. This is just speculation, just, just from the top of my head. I believe he was a contestant on American Idol. I could be wrong about that. If I am, please just ignore that, <laughs> ignore that. I'm just, I'm just going from the top of my head. I didn't sit there and stop and start doing a lot of research. I didn't do it. Remember, I'm reacting to this basically just in the last few minutes. I got the emails, listened to the song, and immediately came up, came up here. I think I messaged one other person and go, hey, here, this song is getting some discussion. I didn't spend much time like, let's do some in-depth research because I wanted to react to it as close to real time as possible. So, But I do believe he was a contestant on American Idol. Not that that matters, just thought I would throw it out there. All right, so here we go. All right. Holy Water, Noah Davis. Now, the song is going to begin by using the name of God. It's going to use God and Lord. I, I think 
Uh, okay. So someone said, got it pulled up ready for this. Okay. I hope so. I hope so. I don't know. All right. But I, 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 you may be ready for it now, but by the time I give you my perspective, you may be like, you're an idiot. Okay. But that's okay. That's okay. The, the reason you listen to this podcast is because I typically try to offer a different perspective, or at least I hope that's one of the reasons. Here we go. So the very first line, he's going to use the name, he's going to use God and he's going to use Lord, but I believe he's not using it in a, a way that's in vain, right? I, I think you may first take it that way, but it's not. I believe what he's establishing in the very first line of the song is that he's speaking to God, that he's crying out to God. And this is how it begins. Oh my God, oh Lord, can you hear me? So he's not saying this in a vain way. He's saying God and Lord, and as he's crying out to God, I think this is being stated in a correct way. Oh my God, oh Lord, can you hear me? They say my love's a wicked game. Now, as soon as I heard that line, I'm like, oh, I know where this is going. Clearly, where this is headed, if you don't know, okay, in some ways, I kind of, I kind of want to just walk you to it, but I'll just go ahead because I want you to kind of start getting the idea of where we're headed. He's, he's, he's talking to God in regards to a relationship that he is in that people say is wicked. This is going to be referring to homosexuality. Clearly, this person is in a homosexual relationship and others say that it is wicked, but he's talking to God about it. He's, he's bypassing, in a, in a sense, the followers of God, and he's going directly to God to bring his concern, you could say his lament, his, his frustration directly to God. And, and I think that's important. Because I want, I know what you're going to get, immediately you're going to get focused on the homosexuality, the homosexuality, but I want you to hear what he says in regards to this, because I think, I think there's a lesson here that, that we all can relate to. And I know many of you are going to say, absolutely not. Just, 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 just stay with me. I'm begging you. I'm begging you. I, I wish I could have done this a different way. I could just kind of been clever and just kind of walk through it. But but so many people are going to miss the point no matter how many times I try to, to get this point across. But just stay with me and it will all make sense. So here we go. Oh my God, oh Lord, can you hear me? They say my love's a wicked game. They made it seem like I woke up one morning and decided I should be this way. It kind of stings when your family leaves too. All right, so he's going to God and he's upset and he's hurt. People are saying his love, his his relationship, some that that his love is wicked, and that they are treating him like that he just that he just woke up one morning and 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 just decided it should be this way. They're saying that everyone's treating me like I just woke up one day and go, you know what? I want to be in a a love relationship that is wicked. And, and what he's trying to tell God is, I, I that's not how this occurred. I didn't just wake up one day and decide this. And that it kind of stings, he's, he's bringing his complaint to God, when your family leaves too. So I'm in a relationship that everyone's condemning. Everyone's treating me like I just woke up one day and wanted this. And my family has abandoned me too. So he's, he's bringing this frustration to God. The people that you thought would, uh, and it kind of stings when your family leaves too, the people that you thought would stay. So he's hurt. 
He's hurt. Obviously, there's, he's frustrated. I don't know if he's confused, but he's definitely hurt. I read your book. Okay, so now he's speaking to God and say, I read your book. He read the Bible. So he, he read the Bible. And he said, I, made, I read your book, said I'm made in your image. Well, I, I picked up the Bible, and it tells me that I'm made in your image. So tell me why they turned away. Hey, if I'm made in your image, why are they turning away from me? Why are they abandoning me? Why are they leaving me? If I'm made in your image, why, why, do, why do they leave me? Almost in a roundabout way, what he's saying is, they, don't know, they no longer see the image of you in me. They don't no longer see me as a person made in your image. They, me, they now see me as something vile and disgusting that must be turned away from. All right. we, we, we could have an important conversation about this. All right, here we go. I've been this way since I was eight. I cried right through my pillowcase. So according to him, he, he started realizing this when he was eight. Now, immediately, I know what some of you are going to say. Absolutely not. He did not dis- determine this when this is eight. This is propaganda. This is, I understand. I, 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 I've stated this so many times. I think Christians messed up so horribly by debating about whether someone was born gay or not born gay. I don't know why Christians ever engaged in that debate because it makes no difference theologically. I'm born a sinner. And I figured out that I was a sinner way before the age of eight. It didn't take long. I came forth from the womb with selfishness and ungodliness. I came forth from the womb dead in my trespasses and sin. I came forth from the womb with a sinful nature. I came forth wanting what I wanted, my way. I came across, you know, I mean, you saw it early in your life. You saw selfishness. You wanted your way. You may have taken other people's toys. You complained, all the different things that you did. Way before the age of eight, the depravity is seen. Way before the age of eight. Now listen to that. Praying, Lord, please take this from me. Now, here's someone who begged God, take it from me. I don't want this. I don't want, and what he's referring to is same-sex attraction. I don't want this. Take this from me. Now, immediately people are like, oh, oh, there's no way. Listen, I, I want you to, I want you to, I want you to think about what I'm going to say here. He's describing a homosexual relationship and same-sex attraction, but I think inadvertently, he's really describing all of us in this way. We're all born sinners. And when you realize that you're a sinner, you may plead for God to take away your sin. You may plead with God to take away your sinful desires. You may plead with God to take away your sinful nature. It doesn't happen. Even after salvation, you still have a sinful nature. You still have sinful desires. You still have lust. You still have selfishness. You still have pride. You still have ungodliness. I, that's what I want. He's not trying, he's trying to describe the experience of someone born, or as he says, born or with a same sex attraction that he did not choose it. Well, guess what? I didn't choose to be a sinner. I was born a sinner. I didn't choose selfish desires. I was born with them. I didn't choose pride. I was born with it. I didn't choose 
all of those things. I was born with it in my nature. And yes, I'm pounding my chest to try to emphasize the point. It's me. It's me. It's inside of me. His, he realizes it's there. At some point he was, he, he, he felt was told it was wrong and said, okay, God, get rid of it. Take it away. Make it go away. Well, I, I, I can pray every day. Lord, take away my sinful nature. Make it go away. Get rid of it. Please, because the things I want to do, I don't do. And the things I don't want to do, I do. That's, that's the cry of every Christian. If they're honest with themselves. All right. He says, pray, praying, Lord, please take, this, uh, to please take this from me. I've walked through hell and back again because I'm a man who loves a man. Now here we now, now it becomes clear what he's referring to. He's referring to a same-sex relationship. So clearly this, this song, I'm not saying that it's Christian, but in the same way, could I not say praying, Lord, please take this from me. I've walked through hell and back again because I'm still a sinner. I'm still a sinner who still loves sin more than I should, who still desires sin more than I should who still has lost when I shouldn't, who lies when I shouldn't, who's egotistical when I shouldn't, who doesn't show love when I should. That's what I want you to to hear from this. So I've walked through hell and back again because I'm a man who loves a man. No, you don't need to pray for me. No, I don't need your holy water. I don't need your sympathy, sympathy, your holy water. Now, here is where the song really transitions. He struggled with it. He fought it. He prayed about it. And now he's like, nope, I don't want you to pray. I don't need your holy water. I don't need your sympathy. He's basically decided, hey, I don't think... He's basically came to the conclusion, since I was born this way, since it wasn't taken away, therefore it cannot be wrong. Now, this is where I depart with the homosexual community. I can understand the struggle of being born away that is against God's word. I'm born a sinner. God says that is wrong, even though I was born that way. Listen, I did not become a sinner by sinning. I sinned because I was a sinner by nature. My sinful nature came first. The sinful action came second. So I can relate to every homosexual. Hey, you were born that way, and I was born this way. You were born a sinner. I'm born a sinner. Your sin showed up in, in same-sex attraction. My sin showed up in opposite-sex attraction. Your sin showed up in same-sex attraction. My sin showed up in a narcissistic, selfish, selfish, egotistical jerk. That's where my, who was unloving and unforgiving, and if anyone did any one thing wrong to me, I wanted to destroy them. Yeah, I could go all day about my sin. So you don't have anything on me. Your sin showed up in same-sex attraction. Oh, I could go all day with all of my sins. You, you, you would even have time to listen to all of mine. In fact, you would probably be like, whoa, that's some messed up stuff. Stop telling me about it. Because yeah, I've got done some really messed up stuff in my life. Really messed up stuff. But the difference is, the difference is, I've not come to a point saying, well, hey, that's it. Don't, don't pray for me anymore. Don't have any sympathy anymore. I don't need your holy water. No, what I say is pray for me. Yeah, pray for me. Care for me. Show me love when I fall. Pick me back up. 
give me God's word. Point me to him. Point me to his salvation. Point me to his grace. I can't just say, hey, no, no, no. It, It can't be wrong. It can't be wrong. No, that's where I relate, but that's where we part ways. We both are born sinners. We both have our issues that are wrong. We have desires that are wrong. Your desire may be for a same-sex attraction. My desire are other things that may be wrong. We both are in the same boat. The difference is you just have decided, well, it can't be wrong. And I have decided, oh, it's extremely wrong. And my only hope is the grace of God. Now, he goes, just because you think differently, differently, yeah, I'm not broken. Save your breath. I won't change. No, even if you drown me in your holy water. He he realizes that there's no way to change it. There's no way to change this. Save your breath. You can, I, I'm not broken. This is the way I am. So he's that what he is doing is like, hey, this is what I am. You can't condemn it. And what I'm saying is, no, all Christians are with you. We're we're broken just like you. Where our brokenness shows up in a different way. We're all in the same boat. But the Christian perspective is. I need self. I need. I need a righteousness that's not based on what I do. See, Christian, we we've sold Christianity so much that come to Jesus and all of that. All the wrong desires go away. All the wrong behaviors go away. All the wrong thing, but it doesn't. It's still there. The sinful nature is still there. We strive and fight against it. The difference is we become a Christian and acknowledge the sinfulness of our desires and trust in an imputed righteousness to save us because we realize that even our good deeds are nothing but filthy rags before a holy God. Where he's come to the conclusion, hey, I'm not broken. I know there's nothing wrong with me, right? I'm not going to change. Even if you drown me in your holy water, pulled me down, pulled me down to the river. I tried to wash away my sins, picked me up, asked me if I felt different. No, I'm still in love with him. Wow. That to me, it's the description of so, maybe, maybe not your Christian life, but my Christian life. Oh, I became a believer. I was baptized. I came out of the water, right? Okay. Oh, wait a minute. I was, see, I was a teenager. Guess what I still desired? Oh, I, I, I still desired physical relations with people of the opposite sex. And I still had lust and I was still selfish. And I, oh, there was all kinds of things that still inside of me. See, he's like, hey, I tried to wash away my sins. You picked me up, asked me if I felt different. I'm like, no, I still in love with him. Well, guess what? I was baptized, picked me up. I'm still in love with sin. I'm still in love with with this and that and this and that. And I want this. Now, oh, where was I moving? Was there change? I'm not saying there wasn't change, but the nature was still there. The desire was still there. Just now I knew that I I had to trust in a righteousness, not my own, one that was given to me. And now I had to fight against it and try try to resist it. And found out that I was going to fall short over and over and over again. No different than someone who's born with same-sex attraction, who even though they may put their faith in Christ, 
may still struggle with it. I know there's going to be believers out there who say, no, absolutely not. If you struggle with same-sex attraction, you cannot be a believer. I'm sorry. I, I completely reject that because I am a heterosexual who was saved and I'm still struggle with sinful desires. And don't, and if you claim you don't, you're a liar. You're a liar. And if, if your desire and your thoughts and your motivations were put on a screen for everyone to see, you would walk out with your head bowed, embarrassed and shamed. And you know it. And I know it. He says, I tried to wash away my sins, pick me up, ask me if I felt different. No, I'm still in love with him. I, uh, I don't need your holy water. I don't need your sympathy. Um, I don't need your holy water. Just because you think differently, differently, yeah, I'm not broken, save your breath. I won't change, no, even if you drown me in your holy water. Been this way since I was eight. I cried right through my pillowcase, praying, Lord, please take this from me. I've walked through hell and back because I'm a man who loves a man. No, you don't need to pray for me because I don't need holy water. I don't need your sympathy. Well, you can see how the rest of the song goes. Now, his intention is, hey, guys, his intention is to say, look, believe, look, Christians, stop. Stop condemning it. I'm not broken. There's nothing wrong. I tried to pray about it. It wasn't taken away from me. This is the way I was. This is the way I was born. So do not condemn me. And what I want to say is, no, no, man, you don't understand. We're just like you. To to anyone struggling with homosexuality or same-sex attraction, I'm just like you. I'm no different than you. The only difference is, you struggle with same-sex attraction. Well, let's start with this. You think you were born that way. Okay. I was born that way too. I'm born, I'm born my way. I'm born a sinner. We're both born sinners. You say you were born that way. I was born this way. We're the same. We're both born this way. We're both born sinners. I can't understand same-sex attraction, but I can understand opposite-sex attraction. Okay, I can understand that. I can understand being selfish and want my way and, and pride and arrogance and, and all the other and not loving people the way I should and not forgiving and not turn the other cheek. And I, I can go on and on and on. I'm, I'm right with you. We're both born sinners. And you felt that you have prayed and begged for God to take it away. I've prayed and begged for God to take away all my sinful desires. It would be awesome to wake up every day and not have one sinful desire. No selfishness, no arrogance, no pride, just godly desires, holy, righteous. Oh, I wish I could be that way, but I'm not because the sinful nature still exists. So we're the same. We're both born a certain way that's not right before God. We both would love for it to be taken away, and it doesn't get taken away. The difference is you say now, okay, I have to be accepted. It has to be right. And I'm saying, no, 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 no. No, just because I'm born that way and just because God hasn't taken it away, it's still wrong. And I have to strive against the things that I want, and you have to strive against the things you want. Christianity it's not necessarily about the desire going away. It's about us denying ourselves and dying to ourselves to follow something outside of ourselves, which is the way of Christ as found in his word. 
We're just like homosexuals. We're no different. We're just like them. Both of us are born sinners. Both of us, or not all homosexuals, but some may cry out and plead that God would take it away. Just like, I don't know if you've been a Christian for 30 minutes, you've pleaded and begged God to take away your desires and your struggles and your issues. And guess what? Both of us realize it's not taken away. You can be baptized. You can be drowned in quote unquote holy water. You can, people can pray on, pray for you and, pray, and you get up and you're still going to be a sinner. You don't believe me? Look at 2000 years of church history. Sin, sin. Look inside the church. Brokenness and sin. Look at the people in the Bible. Look at them. They're sinners. They're sin. That's what we are. Now, my thing is this. You want to just say, okay, I'm, you can't condemn it anymore. It's okay. And I'm going to say, nope, you can, can't. You can condemn it because you're God. But here's the thing. You offer me a solution. You offer me perfect righteousness, perfect holiness imputed to my account. So I stand before you pure. I stand before you and I can hear good, welcome good and faithful servant because I'm covered in the righteousness of the only good and faithful servant, Jesus Christ. You just want to be accepted because that's the way you are. And I know that I can't be accepted because of the way I am. I can be accepted in who Christ was and what he did. And now that I've been given that imputed righteousness, I must seek now to try to live out and practice what is true of that imputed righteousness. But we're the same. And in an inadvertent way, he describes my Christian life. Let me, let me read the lyrics again and change them a little bit. Oh, my God. Oh, Lord, can you hear me? I'm filled with wrong lust and wrong love. I, I, I didn't wake up one morning and just decide to be this way. I've been this way since birth. And it hurts when those who are supposed to love you turn your back on you when you fall on your face and make a mockery of the name of Christ and you hurt people. It's, it's sad that people just walk away from you and turn their back on you when you think they would stay, but they turn their back and, and judge me and condemn me and pointed their finger at me. I read your book and I hear, and I know that I am made in your image. So, so why did these people turn away from me? Why can they not only see my sin and can't see anything beyond it? I've been this way since conception. I was conceived in sin. Lord, please take it from me. Take my sinful desire from me. Take my sinful nature from me. I've walked through hell and back. Because I love the wrong things. I'm a sinner. I'm ungodly. Please, Lord, intercede for me. Lord, please pray for me. And Lord, I need your grace. I need your forgiveness. I need your righteousness. No, I don't need a religious act that supposedly washes my sin away. No, what I need is a religious act to symbolize that I have died and now I live in you. 
The old me died. It was crucified with you. And now I have been risen and I stand in perfect righteousness because of an imputed righteousness. Now, Lord, I will now strive to walk in godliness, but it will be imperfect. So I'm going to trust in your imputed righteousness. He's describing the, the struggle. Just that we, he just He just comes to a different conclusion. We're all right there at the beginning with you. I don't have love for someone of the uh, same sex. I, I can't relate to that. Oh, but I've got plenty of raw, inordinate and wrong loves and wrong desires and wrong thoughts and wrong imaginations. But the difference is I realize, no, I, I, I can't say, I don't need, I don't need your holy water. I don't need your prayers. I don't need anything because I'm okay. No, no, I, I'll never come to the conclusion I'm okay. I've come to the conclusion that I am broken and I am a sinner. So what do I need? I need an imputed righteousness. That's what he needs. But instead, he's like, I'm just going to say that I'm okay. And their argument is I'm okay because, well, that's the way I've always been. And I'm going to like, but I've always been that way. The difference is I'm not going to argue with you that you weren't born that way because I know how I was born. The difference is we're not okay because we're born that way. The only way to be okay is an imputed righteousness that comes from God. I want you to see this as if you, if you know anyone who's, who is homosexual, who, who talks about this song, well, I want you to go is, you know what? There's a lot I agree with in this way. It's really describing kind of the, the, the life of every person. We're all born messed up. And we all wish God would take it away. The difference is he thinks he should just be okay because he's born that way. And I think even though I'm born that way, I'm not okay. He doesn't want any help. And I know my only hope is an imputed righteousness. That's my thoughts on the song, Holy Water by Noah Davis. As soon as I heard it, that, that, that's my first reaction. I know, I know, but I know I'm, I'm already getting emails. People are like, you're wrong. You're wrong. Burn the song. Ban it. A, a Christians are just going to lose their mind. No, I, I want to be like, if, if, if someone is a homosexual who says, man, what do you think about that song? I'm thinking, man, I know it wasn't his intention, but he kind of described me. And they're like, wait, what? You love, an, you love another guy? No, 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 no. You're missing the point. No, because I was born messed up. And I've begged God to take it away. And I wake up every day and it's still there. And like, what are you talking about? A sinful nature where I love the wrong things and I desire the wrong things and I do the wrong things, but it's not taken away. Where I differ is he thinks he should just be okay. And I think that I'm not okay because I'm born that way. The only way for me to be okay is to find help from God. Wouldn't it be weird if we approached this subject that way? I think the homosexual community wouldn't even know what to do. They'd be like, wait, what? But all we hear is, you're not born that way. No way. And if you have that desire, you can't be saved. You're ungodly. You deserve to go to hell. That, that's, what, that's what that community has received. And I do not understand that insanity, that, that you cannot be a Christian and have same-sex desire. Like, what? So all the teenagers in your church... Who are Christian? Who claim to be Christians? They can still be saved, even though they have lust 
and probably maybe some looking at pornography or many may be engaged in premarital sex. They can't be say, uh, wait, how does that work? Why is it, oh, we can be heterosexual sinners and have heterosexual sinful desires and that's okay, but you can't be homosexual and have homosexual desires. No, we all have sinful desires. That I, I, I don't understand that logic in, in the minds of many believers, but that's okay. Disagree with me all you want. Just as someday... You're going to wake up and realize you're not as godly as you think you are. You're pointing the finger. You're condemning everyone else, telling them they can't be saved. Maybe one day you're going to realize maybe you're not saved. Because salvation is based on an imputed righteousness. Now, with that imputed righteousness, I'm not saying then we just say, oh, I can do whatever I want. No, with that imputed righteousness, I'm like, Lord, now I'm going to strive to live according. I'm going to try to put into practice what is true positionally, but it's going to be imperfect and it's going to be messy and it's going to be ugly. And you know, my sinful desire is still there. With my mind, I serve the law of God, but with my flesh, I serve the law of sin. Romans chapter seven, the apostle Paul. All right, you can give me your thoughts. I I feel like we're going to have to do Another episode on this because, man, the emails are going to be heated. All right. Newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. I'm not seeing any comments. I'm really nervous. I'm really nervous. Someone was like, I'm ready for this. And then they stopped talking because now they're... (laughs) They're not, they're they're probably already unsubscribed and everything else. Okay, good. All right, good. So someone said, uh, this is, this is fantastically intense. All right, good. Okay. I, I hope so. I hope, I hope that's good. All right, good. All right. They're still here. Okay, good. I, I, when you got, when you got those faithful listeners, you don't want to run them off. Okay. If I start running off my faithful listeners, I'm going to have no listeners. Okay. So no, but, uh, yeah, thank you for listening. I, I, I think it is intense and I, maybe it's just me, but when I heard the song, I saw me just in a di- slightly different way. I didn't go, Ooh, homosexuality. I'm like, Ooh, heterosexual sinner. Who've, who've cried at night pleading with God that he would take away my sin and taking away my desires. Uh, have you ever done that? Have you ever just, God, please, please take away this wrong and this wrong and this wrong and this wrong and this wrong. Have you ever done that? I, I don't know. I've, I remember sometimes as a teenager just pleading with God, why, why? What am I doing? Why, why? I, I, I know what, what's wrong with me. What is wrong with me? I, I got so confused and so didn't understand. I remember talking to my Southern Baptist pastor and asking if I could possibly be demon possessed because I didn't understand why I still sinned. I, I didn't understand why there were still sinful desires. I didn't understand it. I was so perplexed and confused by it because they told me that I was a new creature and all the old was gone. But the, the old was still very much there. And I had to realize, no, I'm, I'm a new creature positionally. I'm not a new creature practically, but okay. All right, I'll stop there. News, I know I've already said that now 15 times. Newsif at yahoo.com. I've put it out there. I just let the chips fall where they may. Hopefully, maybe this will be helpful to someone. And maybe maybe it'll be a kind of a rebuke to others. I don't know. Well, God will do what he wants with it. Thank you for listening.